Are you an actor who's working 10 side jobs and, and 13 side hustles to try to make it in this crazy city? Are you a writer or a director who you're just getting so much work and so much stuff that you don't have time to keep up with a website that people may want to go to to hire you? Or are you someone who's just like me, not great at websites? Well, that's why radportfolios.com is here for you. They work for creatives. They work for actors, directors. They build websites for you guys specifically. For a low startup cost, they will set up your website, put it together, and then for a monthly cost, they will continue to update your website whenever you need it. You get a new headshot, update your resume, and get a reel. You send all three things to them, and then within 24 hours, it is up. They do the work so that you can go out and get cast and get the jobs. Radportfolios.com. And right now, if you put in your R code hustle, you will get half off that startup cost, which is fantastic. So take the time, go to radportfolios.com, check them out. They're great people. Put our code word hustle in and let them build the website to help get you more jobs. arts in general for women who are, are pursuing careers in the arts, I think it's just to create and be the hero of your own story. We don't need to be the secondary story in somebody else's. In the life you live and in the work that you create, I think that's just a, a good rule of thumb. I think that once I put myself first in sort of both aspects, the world really opened up for me and I was able to also relax a bit and realize that I, I have important stories that need to be told and should be told and shared. Hello, and welcome to episode 74 of the Hollywood Hustle podcast. We share the stories and struggles of artists, actors, and entrepreneurs struggling to climb the ladder of success and how they used to survive the city of dreams, Los Angeles. Hi, everybody. It is me, Daniel, and I am back in the intro, welcoming you to a new episode. Last week, we started off with Helena Santos discussing her journey around the world, pretty much, how she got into acting, producing, and we even talked a little bit about like what producers do, and oh man, what an episode. So much information, so great, and there's still more to come today. Five more episodes of this season. I think in the outro, which we've already recorded, I said four because I forgot about one that we just recorded, funny enough, but we have five more episodes to come. In our next episode, we are bringing it back. It is becoming a tradition. Thank you. We got back together with our old friends, Ashley Mary Nunez and Todd Nunez. Uh, Ashley is a professional cosplayer, a uh, actress, and a wonderful human being. And Todd is a uh, writer and a director, uh, mainly focusing on horror films. And last year, we interviewed both of them, and we also did a commentary for the original Halloween film. This year, we got back together, and we did a new film. Now, I'm not going to give it away, but I will give a hint to see if you can guess it, okay? It is a more, more recent film. It was made, it was put out within the last five years. And if the, it's a based on quote unquote real life events. And if you put the director's most two recent movies together in one mashup movie, you would have the fish and the furious. Huh? Do you know what it is? If you think you know what it is, send us an email, Hollywood hustle podcast at gmail.com or reach out to us on our Instagram 
Hollywood Hustle Podcast, or our Twitter, LA Hustlecast, and let us know if you can guess what it is. You have a few weeks before it comes out, so let us know. I can't wait. But guys, we're on the downslope of this season. It's been amazing this year. We have some great more thing, some more great things to come. Plus, down the road, some announcements about season three. We'll even tell you what the first episode of season three is going to be down the road. So we can't wait. It's going to be great. But enough of me. Let's get to today's episode. Again, we are still continuing our conversation with Helena Santos as she talks about more about being a producer and an actor, what it takes to survive L.A., and how noticing a lack of resources for women in the industry led to the creation of one of the greatest resources for women in the industry, Ms. in the Biz. You do not want to miss this episode, guys. It is so fantastic. Take a listen. Enjoy. I'll be back with you at the end with my wonderful friend, Michael Lutheran. So take care. Enjoy. Let the hustle begin. So, uh, you know, like we talked about a minute ago, and that was mentioned about how the industry's become, as an actor, why aren't you writing and creating your own things? You know, as a producer who also is acting in a lot of her stuff, especially like at your own risk, how do you find that spot where you become the actor and let someone else take control for a little bit and you focus on acting? Like what, what is your process to do that? And what should somebody look out for to make sure they don't try to overdo it? And while they're acting, they're also producing and and it just becomes insane. Well, I think you have to trust the team that you put together. If, if you, if you don't, have trust in the people that you're working with, I think you're kind of screwed um, from the get-go. So it's really knowing who you're bringing on board, if your personalities are well-matched to make something, because just because some people are like good friends doesn't mean that you're going to be good at working together or good as as business partners. So it starts from a very early stage in the process. Um, And two, when you, you know, I, I feel like because I've done it so much, it's easy to just take off the producing hat and be like, I'm an actor because it, when you're acting, you need to be fully present. You can't, you can't be like thinking about all the other things that you have to do. You have to really be there in the moment with the other person that you're with. And if you've done all of the groundwork, right. Um, you're going to be able to play in the moment. It just, hopefully you you've done that for yourself. I mean, it's not always easy because sometimes there's a fire that you have to put out and you're thinking about that and, and how you're going to deal with it. But then just for the moment between action and cut, you know, you really need to be there for yourself and for the other person. Um, because you as the producer later are not going to get the best product. So it's all very full circle that way. Uh, that reminds me of just some of the things that I've worked on in the past where it's like, I, I could tell in the takes and stuff, like I was thinking too much about the lighting or if the equipment or something was working well in that moment. And then it's like, oh gosh, we got to go back. We got to refilm it. We got to get everyone back together just mm-hmm. to get the proper take. Yeah. 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 yeah it's hard. It's, de- it's definitely hard. It's a, it's a skill set that um, has to be worked on for sure. It's something I'm constantly working on, but it's also very fun. What would you say when, especially without your own risk, when you work with Alexandra and John uh, and, and even with your husband, what's the most important things to make to remember when you're collaborating with people to make sure you have a successful and productive collaboration? Mm-hmm. I think it's just being open to 
everybody's ideas and suggestions. You know, with Alexander and John, it was never an issue of ego or somebody had a better idea and just, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, John is the director. So kind of what he says goes, but because he's such an open collaborator, it was like, well, the best idea is going to win in this scenario. And for people listening, I should probably explain at your own risk um, is it's a story about two um, really career driven women who are hired to test out this unique treasure hunting experience deep in New Mexico desert. And when they get out there, they realize that not everything is as it seems. And so we went and shot out in the middle of the desert. Um, we were there for 12 days or so, and it was only myself, Alexandra, John, who was directing and running Location Sound, and Rick Galley, our DP and camera. And uh, most, that's that's the majority of the film. And so when you're working with like literally the tiniest crew ever, where you know we're, we're holding booms and taking up all our gear and hiking all day, um, you really need to trust the people who are on your team. Mm. And I, I say that would go for everything for for no matter this no matter what the size of the team is um it's it's having an open line of communication when something isn't working and not being like you know my idea is best and it has to go really being able to hear out the other people um there's a different hierarchy when you get into studio films you know obviously like <laughs> an actor can't necessarily you know go to the executive producer and be like i think this and and especially <laughs> not in that attitude um but when you're working on an indie film project there's a lot more um collaboration in that way and if if there's any ego involved you you start to get in some serious issues <laughs> for sure mm -hmm. um well i think yeah. said, oh, sorry i think you said it best when you said you know, you remember john's the director and so mm -hmm. you have to know when to hand off that lead and hand yeah. off who's in charge at this moment. Yeah, for sure. Cause at the end of the day, that's, that's the job he's there to do. So, you know, I'm going to trust his judgment on something and I'm not going to tell Rick to go and get, you know, I, I ha I'll give suggestions like, Hey, wouldn't this, I mean, on this level of a project, I'm like, wouldn't this be a cool shot? And then, you know, they'll be like, yeah, let's try it because we can try it. Um, I'm not gonna, you know, if I'm on a, a set of like a CW show, I'm not going to be like, Hey DP, can you go try this shot? That would not work. But <laughs> when you're in such close collaboration, um, if you've had, if you have the discussion that that's something that you can do that, that, you know, the DP is open to suggestions. Like I think it's just having an open line of communication. And then when you get into slightly larger projects, like we did with the sci-fi film, um, it is like really making sure that you have the, the best people on your team for each job. It really, it, it truly is because they're going to have your back and you're going to have theirs. And, um, you know, it's it's leaving it up to that person who has that skill that you hired on um, and trusting that it works. And sometimes things don't work. Like, I mean, not necessarily on my projects, but I, I know of friends who you, know, you have to fire people and, and that's okay if it doesn't work out. Like, you know what I mean? Like sometimes you don't want to be in an awful situation for, you know, two or three weeks of a project if it's not something that's working out and if someone isn't respecting what's going on on the production or, or the the um, hierarchy of the way things have to get done. Um, yeah. I mean, can you kind of help me with that? Because I keep trying to get rid of this guy over here. And I it's know. Just not, <laughs> he's problem. still here. It's just Gosh. ridiculous. You know, uh, one of the things, and we, we also recently talked to um, a young lady, uh, uh, who runs a marketing company focused on actors and creatives mm -hmm. and Heidi Dean. And one of the things I said to her, and I'm saying, I'm going to say the same thing to you that I love people who put something out that focuses on the business of the industry mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. not just 
this is how you act or this is how you write or this is the format a script should be because I feel there's too little information on how to succeed in the business of what you're doing, um, yeah. especially in this industry. And so, uh, you know, I want to talk a little bit about Miz in the Biz, uh, a website, a blog website that you have that uh, focuses on inspiring and, and on aspiring uh, female filmmakers, but also just gives very uh, a great advice on the industry through several different uh, uh uh, content co uh, collaborators and contributors that you have on there, uh, which is a ton. Uh, if you mm -hmm. go and if you go search by author and scroll, I mean, it takes you a good two minutes to get to the very end of it. There's <laughs> a ton of contributors to this thing. And I know you've also had events and you've had uh, uh, special uh, uh, panels and things like that. Uh, where did the idea for Miz in the Biz come from and how did you get it started and, and uh, get it spread as it has? Yeah, so, so I love Ms. in the Biz. I'm super proud of it. Um, it's something that in 2012, I was writing for a different blog called Talk Nerdy to Me Lover. And um, it was more just like life stuff and a fun blog. And um, I was thinking about the fact that I knew so many incredible entrepreneurs in the business and women who were multi-hyphenates um, and acted, directed, produced, wrote, whatever. They just did all the things. And I thought, wouldn't it be cool if there was a place that you could go and get information about the business, but also the real talk about just day-to-day -day stuff. Um, and that was focused towards women in the industry because there wasn't really anything like it at the time. And there kind of still isn't. Um, there are a few blogs that are more female focused for the business itself, but really Ms. in the Biz is, is its own special little bird for sure. Um, I, I contacted, I think about a hundred women who were friends of mine and, and I thought would be good at um, blogging. And I just said, I pitched them the idea that I want to have this thing as a go-to resource for female entrepreneurs in the entertainment industry. And we can talk about um, all sorts of different things that pertain to that uh, journey. And 80 women came back and said, yes, they wanted to come on board. And so in 2013, after probably about like six or so months of developing the site and figuring out what that would look like and how I would manage that and, and um, be the editor in chief and all of those good things, we launched in June, of, wait, May or June of 2013. And uh, yeah, oh my gosh, I can't believe it's been that long, but um, we, we had a great freaking huge party at the Roosevelt. We did that with a company at the time called Film Break. So we brought all the women, they brought all the dudes and it ended up being this like awesome little launch party. And since then I've had over 300 contributors. Right now I have about 30 who are monthly contributors. Um, a lot of people still come back and guest post or I get contacted from people to do guest posts. We've had over um, half a million readers from all over the world. Uh, and it's something that I, I'm so proud of because it gives a voice to women um, to talk about all of the things that they, they want to discuss. And it gives people practical things for the business from literally yes. how do I start out in any job in the industry? Um, and then to like, I, I, you know, other things like what are the best books to read or where should I go to, you know, go for lunch if I want to take a business partner for lunch, like all these random things. Um, wellness, there's a lot of really great stuff about just how to survive and be sane in the industry. Um, and then we do like spotlight interviews with really prominent women. And oh my gosh, one of the things I love is that 
we'll talk to people at different stages of their career. And then we see how their career evolves. Like Madeline Brewer, who was on Orange is the New Black. And then now she's like blowing up on A Handmaid's Tale. Like I, you know, I talked to her way back in 2013 and she talked about how she was waiting tables and then got this job for Netflix. And, and she was still at the beginning stages. And so to be able to go back and read those interviews is so cool to see where these people are now. Um, yeah, it's just... It's, it's something that has become one of the things I'm most proud of having done at all in my life. Yeah, I know I discovered it from the gentleman over at the Inside Acting Podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I I've, I've went to several of the events that I think maybe they co-sponsored with you guys, I, um, I want to say. Are they, I think they probably were, yeah, they were sponsors for sure. Yeah, um, but it's just been such a great resource just for myself to look over the years. Um you know, and just learning because I have so many questions about, about the industry. Women. Oh, sorry. <laughs> well, that too, that too. But um, are there for our listeners who maybe haven't been to your website? Uh, what are some articles that you would suggest um, checking out maybe for their first visit to Miz in the Biz? Yeah, because I mean, there's almost two thousand pieces there now, so it's so it's. I think it really depends on what you are trying to find information about the the best thing to do actually i think is to go to the topics tab and then look for something that you're interested in um whether if you're a filmmaker i would just like go straight to filmmaking um and look at the stuff in there and just just sort of go by area of interest uh because there there are a lot of a lot of really good articles that you could start with but um I think that's probably the best route. You know, like if you're an actor, go to go to the actor tab. If you're struggling with just like staying sane, go to the you know wellness. If you want to know how to do crowdfunding, like type in crowdfunding in the search. Um, mm-hmm. That's probably the best way to go about the site and um, find what it is that you're trying to figure out at the moment. Absolutely. You know, one of the things that I'm really proud of with the show is um, we've been we've we've gotten really lucky that we've had a lot of strong. Uh, independent uh, entrepreneurial women on the show who run their own companies or are their own brand. And Mm -hmm. it's so inspiring and and awesome to see not only them uh, uh, unafraid to step up and and do what they want to do and how they want to do it, but to see more, hopefully a continual shift in the view of women and the importance they play and the how important and the more importance they can play in this industry mm-hmm. and and the opportunities hopefully they are given past just filming a romantic comedy yeah, uh, right. you know, that kind of thing uh what do you feel how do you feel about the importance of putting the spotlight on female filmmakers and how do you do you feel that we're get, we're continuing on a really good path right now and how do we keep going down that path without just letting it drop off again yeah i mean it's definitely in the best place it's been so far uh i think (laughs) it's really interesting the power of like instagram for instance just being able to have female filmmaker friday and having that spotlight and and being able to see all of these incredible pictures of women actually like running a camera here i am here's a female dp here's this other woman who's directing on set like these are images that the generations before us haven't seen. And so it's so cool to be able to have this access to just seeing women doing the jobs that we keep being like, why aren't there quote unquote more, you know, female directors or female writers? Well, there are, we just haven't seen them in the way that we have access to now. Mm -hmm. Um, So just being able to 
have that and be something that we can support is really important. And then having male allies is like absolutely one of the most important things because I mean, we're, we're half, half, like we need to all bring up together. We have to all figure out how to have equality be an actual thing and have representation be actually reflective of the society that we're in. Um, on Ms. and the Biz, there's actually something that we call the Hiram Ms. movement. So we do like hashtag Hiram is and Ms. meaning women in you know all areas, not just women who are part of Ms. in the Biz. But there, there's a list of a bunch of different databases where if you're looking for a female cinematographer, you can go there and see the resources that, that are offered. There's the Women in Media crew list that we have linked there. There's a whole bunch of different things that you can check out because there's the, like saying that there's aren't any women to do XYZ job is just crap. Like it's not true. There's a ton of women to do every job. And my hope would that we be that we see everything be 50-50 on sets. We see, you know, hardcore, awesome female DPs with like female crews, but also having like men on their gaffer team at the same time so that we're all working together. Um, because I, I, I don't, I love seeing all female crews. I think it's amazing. But I also think that there's a real power in just the power of collaboration between both, you know, sexes, genders, like every, everybody needs to be included. And that's how we can all move forward. Once we realize that everybody needs a chance to do all of these things. I think, yeah, I think it's important that we get to a point where it is just integrated and it's not mm -hmm. this like special, Oh, you hired a female DP way to go. You're a hero. It's just, mm -hmm. you hired who was best for the job and she just happens to be female. Yeah, like, for sure. You know, where there's not, also, you know, yeah. Yeah, no, it's important, too, that those women be given the opportunity to get the job, you Absolutely. know, mm -hmm. um, like because maybe that woman won't be the best person for that particular job, but she still needs the opportunity to get in the room, to talk to somebody, to have a chance, mm -hmm. you know, and I think that that's what the Me Too movement and like Female Film Micro Friday and just all of the different things that are happening in the social movements that are giving light to all of these problems and, and, and topics is really important. And it's all it's all helping people have more of um, an understanding of the deep systemic issues that we have. Um, and it's gonna take a while for sure, but mm -hmm. it's absolutely getting better. It's the same thing with race in the media. You know what I mean? Like I'm half Asian and I'm so excited about Crazy Rich Asians coming out because you know, it would never, <laughs> like aside from Joy Luck Club, there, you, know, you rarely see um, anyone of Asian heritage leading a film you know like john cho is finally starting to lead films and it's because of starring john cho i mean not totally but there's that social media movement where you know a guy put john cho in all of these posters to say hey what if john cho an asian man was the lead in like james bond and all those things you know it, it starts to get people's eyes more open to possibility you have to have these images to see so that you can go like oh yeah that's a thing that exists. Cool. You know, it's, it's the same thing as like marketing, probably something that the, your marketing girl maybe touched on, but it's the rule of seven where you have to see something seven times in order to be like, oh yeah, that's a thing. I'm going to buy it. Cool. And it gets stuck in your brain as opposed to just being some fringe idea. Yeah. I just uh, remembered um, this past week, I've seen more articles again of Idris Elba, the next James mm. Bond. Yeah. And like yeah. his name has been thrown around for so many years now. And it's still so exciting to see that article was still being posted that like, this needs to be a thing. And even Barbara Bracoli, who's the head producer behind James Bond, that whole franchise, she said- It's actually Broccoli. Oh, yeah. Or Broccoli or Broccoli. Yeah. yeah. Which is weird. That's a <laughs> <laughs> There we go. But uh, she said like, no, 
that's going to happen. Whether it's Idris Elba or another actor, like mm. that bond will happen. Or Idris Elba. Just make it Idris I, Elba. I just want it to be Idris <laughs> Elba, please. <laughs> Um, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Well, you know, something that's real quick. I'm yeah. sorry. Uh, you know, recently there was a, uh, the TCA happened with the critics uh, being in front of all the new networks and then talking about their shows and stuff like that to the critics. And I, I follow a lot of uh, writers on my Twitter. And one of them uh, posted how there's a new reboot of Magnum P.I. And the, mm. the, the lead is a, a Latino actor. But they have no Latinos mm-hmm. on their writing staff. And somebody asked about that at the the critics assembly and he goes, well, they're really hard to find. And man, the backlash to that was ridiculous. Like people were just like, I can give you five names right now of Latino writers that you could hire right now. And it's just like, you can't say there just is no this. Mm -hmm. That's just, that's not, that's not possible. And the day, the world that we live in, you can't say, well, we just can't. No, you don't have it in your Rolodex. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not in your yeah. circle of people. And that's a frustration I have is where it's like, step out of your comfort zone. And it's just like they're making a, a TV show based on Hey There Delilah, uh, the song. And really? it's like, oh yeah, people are working their butts <laughs> off to come up with original product. But yeah, go and take a song and make it into a show. That's cool. Yeah. Oh we'll, we'll just stand over here. So it's, it's reaching out past your comfort zone, past your circle and going, I don't care. This is what we have. Let's have people that represent this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And let's, let's have an equal room. Yeah. And it's about the inclusivity of it all. Uh, you know, cause like diversity was such a hot buzzword for a while. And you know, all these different places like ABC has the diversity showcase and NBC has one too, I believe. And you know, all that kind of stuff, but it's like, it's still making people the other, which is really problematic. I think that now that everyone's using the word be inclusive, it's more about inclusivity. It that's makes more sense. Like we're all in this together. It's a melting pot. We're all experiencing life together and there's all these different cultures and ways of being. And we need to make sure that we're we're not just saying like, oh, I'm going to, hey, I, I have a project. I need like, here's that black girl. Yeah, we need that. Okay, can we have like a handicapped uh, lesbian chick? Cool, check. We have that. Like, it's not about checking off boxes. Mm-hmm. It's about taking those people's experiences and their stories and helping us all elevate one another and make sure that those stories are told. Absolutely. Yeah, and making sure that it's not just the people in front of the camera, but also behind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's so important. Um, this has just been an amazing conversation. Well, Thank you so much for that, uh, Daniel. I, well, again, again, yeah. there's a new thing. They just announced they're gonna do a Supergirl movie, and mm. people are pissed because two guys are writing it, and so it's kind of like it's mm. it's that who who's gonna be best to write a female based superhero movie. Mm-hmm. And get, you know, it's, yeah. it's stuff like that. It's just being aware yeah. know, in the long run. I mean, it's, it's, I don't know. I'm, I'm excited for them announcing like, yes, we're doing a Supergirl movie. Even Joss Whedon initially was the one doing the Batgirl mm-hmm. movie. Right. But even he has since been like, no, I'm not going to be the one to I'm write the for right that. person to do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I, yeah. Uh, th- to to kind of close up, to wrap up, uh, uh, Helena, what are mm-hmm. any advice to, uh, uh, let's start with just aspiring producers. Is there anything if if you know you had two young, hungry wannabe producers in front of you, and you had one minute to tell them a piece of information? What would you tell them? And you and let's say one of them's name is Daniel. One of them is Daniel. <laughs> and the, the other, other one's name Michael. Michael. <laughs> and then right, maybe right. a guy named Gustav. Um, the pressure's on. No, I would say 
you know, it's all about community connection and collaboration. Um, to make sure that you are open to all the different possibilities that are out there to find collaborative partners because nobody does things on their own. And you're gonna go through all of your time in LA or whatever city is you're in, making connections with other people. And you know, some people just be friends, but other people are gonna be amazing collaborators. And so find the things that connect you to all of those people and really foster all of those relationships because you never ever know, you know, this person that you meet on one project, how they're going to affect the next thing that you do to the thing that you're gonna do eight years from now. Um, so just always be open um, to all of those possibilities. Fantastic. And and how now, what about uh, an actor that's sitting in front of you? Maybe his mm -hmm. name's Michael and he's <laughs> he's got a beard and glasses. Uh, what, would, what would you say to him working in the industry here in LA? Uh, I would say definitely live a full life and look at the totality of your life, not just who you are as an actor. Um, I think, you know, one of the, the big mistakes that actors make is that when they're networking, quote unquote, or meeting other people, they they don't really connect with them as people first. Um, people are often just waiting to talk and talk about themselves. And there's nothing more boring than an actor who's just like ranting about themselves and um, not really talking up to the other person. So um, having other interests and living that full life helps you connect with people on a really human level. And that's very important because those are the people that producers, like I would wanna work with somebody who I connect with um, on things other than just the industry. And uh, and finally, like I said, you know, we're, we've had a lot. Of, we've been lucky and blessed enough to have a lot of strong women on this show, um, and a lot of strong women in our own lives. Mm -hmm. uh, me and Michael, uh, my mom and his mom, uh, particularly mm -hmm. as well as siblings. Um, to and and we and be, I think because of that and and because of who we've had, we have a very strong female listenership and a very engaging mm -hmm. female listenership. Um, you know, some who want to be in the industry, some who don't. Um, on a more general platform, uh, you know, for career-driven, want-to-succeed women, what advice do you have for them? Maybe not just specifically this industry, but in general, uh, what would you offer them? Uh, well, you know, in the arts in general, for women who are, are pursuing careers in the arts, I think it's just to create and be the hero of your own story. We don't need to be the secondary story in somebody else's Um like in the life you live and in the work that you create, I think that's just a, a good rule of thumb. Um, yeah, mm -hmm. I think that once I put myself first in sort of both aspects, the world really opened up for me. And I was able to also relax a bit and realize that I, I have important stories that need to be told and should be told and shared. Wow. Well, thank you so much, Helena. Um, it has been amazing sitting here and uh, listening to you share all of this information. Uh, where can people find you um, if they want to connect with you, if, ask you more questions? Yeah, um, the best place right now actually is Instagram. I'm there all the time. Uh, so it's <laughs> Helena M. Uh, Santos. So H-E-L-E-N-N-A and then M. S-A-N-T-O-S, uh, or just like stick my name in there and you'll find it. Um, but I'm very easily Googleable um, and super, you can like email me at Ms. in the Biz or email me on my site. I'm all over 
the social medias. <laughs> if you want to see relaxing walks with adorable dogs. Yes, I, I do put a lot, of, a lot of walks with my dog. That is absolutely <laughs> true. Um, and definitely follow at your own risk, um, you know, because this will be coming out when we are actually on iTunes. Uh, so that's super exciting. Buy the movie. It's, it's, uh, it's a really fun little project. So we would really appreciate all of the support on that. Um, I know. And then go back and listen to Alexandra's interview here on a Hollywood Hustle podcast um, because she's she's just awesome and I love her. But yeah. Um, yeah. Daniel was actually able to go see yeah. uh, at your own risk. It was yes. so, the, the, you know, you made this movie for a generality around $800 yeah. at, with you, Alexandra, the director and a DP. Mm-hmm. And the what you guys made for that much money and for that small crew was fantastic. And oh, cool. taking Thanks. a certain, a very contained amount of acreage and make it look like an enormous desert what, mm-hmm. like, is just fascinating for me. Yeah. And, and, just, like, and, and you truly start feeling as these women are going through this desert and, and wandering around trying to find this, this, th- these different spots and trying to figure out how to get out of here, you truly go on a journey with them. And by the end of it, you feel their exhaustion <laughs> because like, just watching someone walk that much <laughs> can be exhausting. Oh. Oh, and we walked that much. Yeah, you did. (laughs) And and, and one important, I think, really good lesson to come from uh, uh, that that movie and listening to you guys at the talkback was make sure you have all of your equipment when you're going (laughs) to a shooting site when you have to walk a long way back to get anything. (laughs) Oh, yeah. When you don't have a PA especially to send back, make sure you carry your own stuff. (laughs) And so, so true. So before we go, Helena... Yes. I asked you before we started recording for six numbers. Okay. Uh, you had no idea what these six numbers were about. Uh, and I'm about to tell you, before Facebook and after Friendster, there was a fantastic place that people would go to fill time called MySpace. <laughs> and you, you had fights with your friends about not being on their top six or top eight. Uh, Tom was everybody's friend and it took 20 minutes for someone's profile to load up and God is one of us to play uh, while you waited to see everything they were up to. And one thing that was on there to waste time were quizzes before BuzzFeed quizzes where there were no results to these quizzes. You just took them and posted them out of boredom and sharing your own personal information. Well, I found one of these quizzes. It's 167 questions long. And (laughs) I'm not going to ask you every single question. (laughs) Don't worry. Um, I I always like love when you say that part because I hear the guests go. (gasps) (laughs) You're like rapid fire, go! It only takes two hours. We're gonna be here for a long time. Yeah. So you you pick six numbers that correspond with these questions. So uh, I'm gonna ask you these questions, and I want you to don't feel the need to elaborate. The best part about this is giving very front. I mean, if an answer takes a few more words than one word, that's fine. But uh, I think the fun part about this is not really going into the backstory of anything. So it just kind of leaves certain things open-ended, which I think is hilarious. Uh, So, Helena Santos. Yes. Are you ready for your MySpace quiz? I am so ready. Bring it on. All right. Question number eight. Have you ever lost someone special? Uh, I just lost my grandma last year. Oh, we're sorry for your loss. Yeah, but I'm in her house now, which is really cool. Oh, okay. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, question number 45. <clears throat> Have you ever lost glasses or contacts? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank you. <clears throat> number 97. Do you... <laughs> 
do you play the Wii? No. All right. <laughs> Number 99. Are you afraid of the dark? Oh, um, both yes and no. All right. Fair enough. Question number 124. Have you ever missed the bus? Yes. All right. And Helena Santos, <laughs> your final MySpace question is, have you ever met someone famous? Yes. All right. Well, that's your MySpace quiz. <laughs> we don't even need to know who. I, I, I want to get like audience reaction sounds like the like sounds of gasps and insert yes. them. She met someone famous, answers. but we'll never know who. Did she ever miss the bus? Yes. <gasps> to where did she make it? We must know. <laughs> Helena, this has been just setting this up has been a pleasure talking to you on the phone and through text and email. You're just a, a super amazing person, a super nice person. And everyone, please check out Ms. in the Biz. They have amazing articles. A good friend of ours. Deb Smith recently put out a Q&A with a development executive you can check out. Ooh, uh, yeah. There's really more coming good. from that. Absolutely. There's a part two coming. So definitely check that out. We're hoping to have Deb Smith on in the future. I know yeah, that would be awesome. Helena on a few things. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, but uh, you have been just fantastic. And thank you so much for all the knowledge that you've just offered us. It's been fantastic. Oh, thank you so much for having me with this. This is just so cool. And I love your podcast. You guys are doing really awesome work. So keep it up. Please, please keep it up. We need more things like this. Thank you. And, you know, next time you're back down in L.A., just uh, let us know. We should all go and get like an L.A. brunch somewhere. (laughs) Brunch, brunch, brunch. We'll go have some avocado toast for sure. Uh, I was was about to say, we'll we'll have a communal avocado toast. (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) We got to split the $9 it's going to cost. Yes. And then we'll have like a soy almond uh hemp milk latte wow i i love all of that can we throw in some matcha and kombucha and then we're so bad so, a match but, but we have to do yoga yes. while we're doing all this yes i i say all these things but that's just stuff i love yes that's likewise her Instagram. likewise like avocado toast is actually delicious like it that's is. the thing uh, if you if you want to know helena's instagram is coffee dogs and work <laughs> 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 you had to really narrow it down. Thank you so much, Helena. You've been so fantastic, and we hope to have you back on another time. Thank on you. Show. That'd be amazing. Would love Fant- to. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much, guys. Thank you so much for listening, Michael. As always, uh, you're just you're just my best, Miz. <laughs> <laughs> and you're my biz. <laughs> Sure. (laughs) Sure. I'm going to go now. Okay. (laughs) Thank you guys for listening. Back to you, Daniel and Michael, in the studio. Welcome back, everybody. Oh, my gosh. I mean, I can't say how much, one, I love Helena enough. She is so fantastic and so kind and just offered so many great nuggets of wisdom and knowledge in these last two parts. And it was really hard almost to break this into two parts because the flow was so good in the conversation. Like, it really felt like one of our easiest interviews just in pace and back and forth between the two. Not that we haven't had great interviews and conversations with people, but something about this just felt so 
different and, and in such a great way. Uh, but before we get into all that, uh, I know it's been a while, but we are back together with me today is Mr. Michael Lutheran. Hey, everybody. Hello, Daniel. It is so good to finally be back with you guys together, even though we might not be physically in the same room together. It's it's they, good that our they schedules don't need to know lined that. up. <laughs> yeah, they don't need to know. They don't need to we know at all. We don't but... have a camera on us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, that's right. Podcasts aren't visual. Dang it. Yes. Dang no it. one can see you, Michael. <laughs> good. How you doing, otherwise buddy? They'd be, if they could see me right now, like in my closet with blankets and stuff, they'd be like, what are you doing? <laughs> but uh, I am I am like, a good man. Michael's become a hermit that lives in his closet. Yeah, exactly. Karen goes out and has a girl's night out. And what happens to me? Like I'm in the closet covered in blankets with my <laughs> microphone. That's what happens when she's gone. You just can't bear it. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> How you doing, buddy? <laughs> Hey man, I'm good. Uh, I, it is true. Karen did have like a night out with uh, her girlfriend. So last night I treated myself to a movie. Just oh, nice. Me. What'd you go see? And uh, I went and saw A Star Is Born, the movie oh, with how was Bradley it? Cooper and Lady Gaga. It was fantastic. Nice. It was so cool. Because for me, just going into it, uh, you know, I my introduction to Bradley Cooper was actually when he was in the classroom at. Uh, on the show inside the actor's studio mm. with James Lipton. And there's those famous clips of him with Kevin, like asking Kevin Spacey questions and other actors questions and stuff. So I remember seeing him as a student, just, you know, in the audience and now to see him in this movie where I think he delivers like his best acting performance to date. And he's also directing. Yeah. He directed it's, it as well. Yeah. It's pretty incredible. I There's like some technical things that, you know, I would say about the movie, but the performances, it was for me, it was just such an inspiration to like go and see that movie and uh, be thoroughly entertained. I had no expectations of because I've never seen any of the previous movies before Mm. because I understand this was a remake of a remake of a remake. Yes, this is a remake of a remake, I believe. Yeah, well, I think because there was a 1936, 1950s version and a 1970s. Okay, version. I couldn't remember if there was two or three before this one, so there's three. Yeah. Okay, so this is the fourth version of this yeah, film. But, but it feels new. It no, Nothing feels overplayed. I mean, I think there's this really great conversation in the piece about being an artist and, you know, doing work that speaks to you versus doing work that others want you to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really interesting having Lady Gaga in there because this is – you can't help but know who she is. And, you know, she is someone who has found great success doing pop music and, you know, but also being an artist who has her own voice and that she does, but she's always no matter what she wants. Like all of her performances on like award shows have always been very theatrical. Yeah. And, you know, it's so nice to just see the artist behind all of it. Like this, in this movie, she's, you know, basically just without any flashy makeup or anything. It's just her. Mm, right. And it's a rare look for me, at least, you know, in, in everything that I've gotten from what she's done in the past. And she's right. been doing some TV shows, like she's done American Horror Story. So she's kind of been leading to this path of being she won an actor an as Emmy well. For American Horror Story. Wow, that's right. I forgot that. So yeah. but it's like her her and Bradley Cooper's connection is just such 
a thing to watch and it it's right. their chemistry is amazing and Bradley Cooper a, again like I think it's really cool they actually shot at like several like festivals and yeah on the, like the Saturday Night Live sketch and stuff. So when you're seeing like these crowds, like these aren't extras, like these are actual crowds at festivals there to watch music. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And it, you know, it's just such, and you feel it. And mm-hmm. I, apparently in like the first two versions of the, of this type of movie, it was the act. It was the story of this actress wanting to break it out into Hollywood as an actor Whereas the Barbara Streisand version and this version, like, obviously go towards the music route. And I think the music route works better. I haven't seen the other versions, but this one just, it feels really great. And also, Bradley Cooper can sing, man. I didn't know that, but he can sing. Well, glad, no, glad man. I'm glad you got to go treat yourself to a good movie. Yeah, it was interesting because I, I am someone who I have always seen a movie with someone. So, And I'm one of those people that likes to lean over and, like, be like, oh, my gosh, that was cool or... You know, see <laughs> yeah. see how other people are taking in the movie. Um, but it was it was nice just being me and like feeling like I could experience the movie and just focus on that. Well, it's also nice sometimes just to get away, like just to be by yourself, watching some, you know, experiencing something that you enjoy, like film or, or television or music, and just having just you time and not yeah. having to worry about is the person next to you enjoying it or do they need anything and you know things like that so it's just nice to just be there with yourself treating yourself to something fun yep so michael treated himself to a movie and some chipotle <laughs> did you cry i was i was close i was very close okay. um yeah like the i will just say like the final performance in the movie is just like oh man it i was just like so close to bursting out in tears but it was it was just at the same time it was i felt really good so well, i will yeah. say I, I i was listening to the soundtrack yesterday or uh, friday and i will say for anybody that hasn't listened to it yet there is uh, some spoilers in the soundtrack on spotify because they have certain like dialogue tracks and one oh, of them sure, is like very spoilery into it. <laughs> so yeah uh, I, I was a little pissed that that was in there <laughs> So, uh, don't listen to the soundtrack, uh, just listen to the music, uh, the songs, don't listen to the dialogue unless you've seen the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't listen to the dialogue. This is a movie that you don't want to know what the story is leading up to it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I was a little mad cause it kind of ruined it. I, I don't know if it, no. I doubt it ruined the movie for me, but it still sucks. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. But how about you, man? How how's it going? Oh man, just uh, you know, it's the weekend and uh, gearing up for. I've been working at Mar Vista, and and uh, Nolan is a little under the weather today. Um, he was start la- yesterday in the afternoon. He started kind of feeling pretty bad, and he threw up a few times, and um, pretty much slept from like three forty five till this morning, uh, yesterday. Wow. And so he's uh, he's laying on the couch with mom right now, feeling a little bit better, but still a little warm and stuff. So we've given him some Tylenol and hoping it's just kind of a 24 hour bug. Yeah, hopefully. But uh, I know the flu yeah, season that, is starting I mean, to break things out. Are, things are things. Nothing, nothing crazy. Now, do you have any kind of updates that you want to share? Yeah, yeah. I've been sitting on these updates actually for a while because I wanted to wait until we were together and to share with everyone. But I guess the first thing is that I had an episode on the TV show on Lifetime's uh, My Crazy Ex air just this past (laughs) week. You shot eight years ago. 
<laughs> it felt like it, man. I so if you guys you can go, I think you can purchase it on Amazon for like a buck ninety nine or Google. Like if you go on YouTube, you can find it. Um, but it's Lifetime and the Lifetime Movie Network called mm-hmm. My Crazy X, and I'm on like episode five. I'll try and pull up the episode title while I'm talking about it. But I filmed all of that mostly the day after the 2016 election. Jeez. Like I literally woke almost up, two years ago, literally almost two years ago. And I woke up, you know, with the news that Donald Trump was going to be president. And, you know, I, I don't think I have to say much to, you know, remind people the feeling of that news that day. And it was like a day where I did not want to act. I did not want to do anything, but at the same time, I'm, going into a soundstage and they told us like you can't be on your phones at all um of course I snapped a few pictures while I'm there but like it was just such the best experience to be surrounded by artists and to kind of be literally shut off from the news and from what was going on in the world and just focus on acting for a day right that was a lot of fun being able to watch production and I play a jury member in this trial and <laughs> it's just funny like I had completely forgotten about some of the scenes and there's this one point where no joke and without any context I'll just say the line is like yeah you know I didn't think about it at first but she was shady like I say this line and I could not stop laughing because I have my Edgar Allan Poe mustache uh, at the time because I had just finished a production of uh, Nevermore and mm-hmm. so the casting director specifically wanted me to keep the mustache so right. i kept the mustache and i say this line and i look and sound ridiculous but uh yeah it's so crazy knowing how much went into that moment and to see it all like oh this is just condensed down into a single episode so it was pretty cool to see right no absolutely and then um the other thing that i did that i've been sitting on was uh, several weeks ago, I went in for an audition for a game show. Uh, our friend Heidi and Eddie, actually, Eddie Firth uh, was there, as well as a few other of our friends. And we auditioned for the show where it's very much like Family Feud. You kind of have to guess the the words to a category. So it's like things that you would find at a barbecue. And it has the beginning letter of every word. And you have to guess what those words are. And it's very much for for middle America. And they specifically were like, you cannot talk about being actors. So you have to focus (laughs) on other things. Right. And, you know, in this setting, like I had just gotten engaged and our friend, our friend, Allison, who's actually Joel Ward, um, a previous guest of the show, his now wife, we were just talking about she was getting married. I had just gotten engaged. And so we quickly became the wedding party. And Mm -hmm. in this audition, I reveal that two of our friends that were there were going to be like Anna Karen's bridesmaids. Like I reveal it to them in the audition. And so the, it was such a dramatic, wonderful reality television moment, but (laughs) it was just me being me and, you know, talking about what was going on in my life and felt very much like a commercial audition, you know, where difference between commercials and like dramatic work is that with commercials, you're just being you. And you have to be able to tell a story and understand the type of product that you're going to be selling in this. It's sure it's a game show, but it's fun. It's light. And so that's what we kind of went in there with. And now we have a set film date where we're going to go and compete 
on this game oh. show in just a couple weeks. Nice. Congratulations, brother. Thanks. It, how, so, how dare you keep this so from strange. me? <laughs> <laughs> well, because it was one of those things where like, I didn't even submit for it. Uh, one of uh, my friend Heidi, she had submitted for it. Right. And, you know, it was just one of those things where we're like, oh, sure. Yeah, I'll go in there. And well, I, I remember okay. you telling me that you guys made like the second part where they were doing like background checks or, or something on you. And I remember you telling me about that. So I hadn't heard that you actually guys made it and got like film dates and stuff. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. No, we, uh, so we went in, we filmed it or we haven't filmed the actual episode yet. Right. That's going to be in a couple weeks. They told us to take off the full day from work. Um, you know, the actual shooting will only take about an hour or so, mm -hmm. but, um, you don't know when probably don't know when. So that's why they're telling us to get the full time off, um, right. for day at work, but it'll be nice. It's going to be in some soundstage, I believe in the Valley, and I've never done a game show before, uh, so it'll be a different experience. But at the same be time, super like, bubbly and positive, super bubbly and positive. And at the end of it, I could get some type of financial reward of some kind. So uh, if you win, I don't know. losers get nothing. <laughs> I think they they actually have like a day rate for actors. Oh, I'm sure, or, or they have like a day rate for each member of the film. It might be like seventy five or whatever dollars who knows oh, that's good you get but, something yeah but it's just this thing where i keep focusing on it's weird because like i know i'm trying to get back to the hustle of submitting for work but somehow this work keeps finding me i don't i don't know what lesson to take from that other than just like don't stress so much right. about it it's 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 a fun new thing that i never thought i would have had uh otherwise of course of course um, real quick, uh, you know, what are your kind of final thoughts on our conversation? Uh, I know, I mean, I know we're going to do kind of our hustle support statements here in a, in, a, in a moment, but you know, what are some of your quick final thoughts on our interview with, uh, Helena? Oh, sure. Well, I will say like, I am the one that had to find out, find a place where to split up the acts as it were, but uh, this was just such a fantastic conversation. I've heard so much about Helena and, you know, I've been to events through the Inside Acting podcast where she was there and Miz and the Biz were there. And it was so great to finally, like, actually sit down and talk with her. Um, you know, we had learned a, a bit about her from Alexandra Boylan when we interviewed her. But it was so great to hear her story. And it was just incredible. Um, mm -hmm. I thought she gave a lot of great advice for actors and for people on the artistic path and wanting to get into production it was it was really inspiring and right. you know with this all culminating in the release of the name of their film is uh it's coming to me no it's not what is it daniel at your own risk at your own risk again just like her and her community going and collaborating on making this small movie is mm -hmm. now being released on itunes and stuff that's yeah. pretty incredible yeah, it's, you know, she dropped a lot of knowledge about talking about uh, giving people more insight of like the different kinds of producers that are involved with movies and and shows, uh, talking about how um, to split whenever you're a producer on a film and an actor. You know, how what how do you act on set when you're a producer and an actor? When do you when are you the actor? When are you the producer? 
Um, you know, there's so many great pieces of knowledge in there. And she is so kind. She even sent us, which I'll post pictures of uh, uh, later this week. Um, she actually <laughs> sent us like a Canadian uh, snack package. Uh, yeah, like a little care package. Some wonderful Canadian, uh, uh, UK-ish uh, uh, treats in it, ketchup chips, uh, coffee, coffee crisps, crisps, and so many other mm. great things uh, for me and Michael, which was so kind and so nice. And so, uh, you know, we can't thank her enough for coming on and being a part of this. And I am sure we will have her back on down the road. Oh, I, I would love to get maybe her and Alexandra Boylan maybe together or or, or maybe more uh, people from Ms. in the Biz. Uh, Absolutely. Would be I, yeah. Great maybe as like well. A little Ms. in the Biz panel. Uh, we yeah, can, we can put together. But um, and yeah, we should also refer her to uh, Boss Please. The Boss Please yes, podcast. Absolutely. Boss Please gals, reach out to Helena. She's awesome. If you're listening, yes. this is a test <laughs> to see if the Boss Please girls really listen. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> now, uh, yeah, you know, the, this week uh, for, for me coming up, I'm, I'm actually meeting with Mikey later this week to uh, uh, we're each writing an act of our short film and then uh, going to come together and read them and kind of talk about them and then figure out kind of what how we feel the second act needs to bridge the two acts because he's writing the, the first act, I'm writing the third act, um, and then we're going to work on the second act together. Um, uh, I think I mentioned last time uh, in my kind of insert last week that you know I've discussed with him about possibly like recording some small interviews as we write and go through this process, hopefully all the way to actually like filming the product, um, maybe to put together a small kind of series together, kind of like Michael talked about doing for Medigan. Uh, hopefully doing for this as well to show like the process of writing up, you know, coming up with an idea and creating a screenplay and collaborating with somebody on it and uh, uh, finding a crew and talent and putting it together and getting it filmed. So I hope we are able to kind of keep that up. And I think it'd be really cool to have something like that uh, for the show. Um, yeah, I'm really I'm really excited about not only this screenplay that you guys are working on, but also this concept that we get to follow you on your journey of creating this, whether it's a short film or it turns out to be something bigger or, you know, whatever it ends up becoming, it would, the, the idea that we have of these like living the hustle series, I'm just going to give that, that, that name for now, but it's, <laughs> it'll be a different take for our listeners to really follow our journeys because yeah. every week they obviously get to hear the journeys of other guests, but this is a unique way to follow us on our journey. And right. it's almost like a minute by minute, moment by moment analysis of it. So right. I'm really excited to hear what you and Mikey, you know, talk about in those moments and what you're also going through while writing and casting and filming. Yeah, I'm hoping That's so Mikey, exciting. Yeah, I'm hoping like maybe while we're writing separately, maybe Mikey and I can both maybe record some small moments just talking about like moments of struggle and like if we're having issues, kind of talk, like a therapy kind of situation, <laughs> like just kind of talking <laughs> about it uh, uh, into yeah. a recorder of some sort. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm I'm kind of nearing the tail end of recording things for my Medigan series. Um, yeah. Just I'm excited I need, to kind now of delve I, into that with you and start really yeah. listening to all the audio and really kind of figuring out, like shaping it, you know, helping kind of figure out what is this going to be in its release. Yeah, it's I definitely have well over a couple hours worth, I want to say, yeah. of audio. Well, multiple hours because I even recorded no, we the show to cut down to almost probably 30 minute episodes at the most, probably. 
<laughs> well, like maybe or 15, 20, 30 minute. But like this is all the exciting things of what's to come next year mm-hmm. in season three. Absolutely. And and speaking of that, I'm, that's something I'm hoping to start focusing on more in the next week or two is really sitting down and starting to um, solidify a lot of our plans and put it down on paper and and really start getting a grasp on a, a better grasp on season three in a more scheduled uh, spot. So, I mean, season three is fast approaching. We've already had one uh, 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 interview recording for season three. We have another one coming in two weeks. I'm, I'm, and that, that one's an even special one because we have a guest co-host coming on uh, for that one. So I'm, I'm super excited for season three and and the stuff that we're going to do. It's going to be awesome. Uh, yeah, it's, I, I, it's, I can't wait till the end of the year episode so we can kind of reveal more stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Likewise, Officially. but I mean, I, I think it's just a constant reminder for the listeners and for ourselves that uh, this is our own hustle. You know, we can change paths or, you know, uh, not change it entirely, but it can grow and shift in ways that you wouldn't expect. And I think that's kind of what life is like here in LA, you come ha- come here thinking you're going to be an actor. It turns out you're a natural screenwriter. Um, Absolutely. You know, you never know how your path is going to change. And I think um, as this show has gone on <laughs> for the past 74 episodes now, like episode 74 is so much different than episode one. <laughs> oh, for sure. Completely. And, and, you know, and episode, uh, I think by the end, episode 80 possibly, I think is what it's going to be when we start season two, season three. Uh, episode yeah. eighty is going to be completely different in a way. So yeah, uh, you know it's 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 building and growing and and figuring and just continually making it better. Yes, yes. It'll and it'll take some support to get there, but I'm excited. I'm excited and because I see what you did there, and I'm going to yeah, run with uh-huh. it. Because speaking uh-huh. of support, every week you guys <laughs> know that we love to inspire you guys, to motivate you guys, to to reach your best potential and 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 have the best week that you can for yourself and for your hustle uh, and that's why we always like to bring to you uh, our hustle support statements somebody sometimes it's both of us sometimes it's just Michael or just me this week we both I think have some great words of wisdom to share uh, Michael I'm gonna throw it to you to start off buddy sure so community connection and collaboration those are the three big th- pieces of advice that Helena gave us at the end of her interview. And I want to focus in on just how profoundly important it is to have those elements present in your journey, whether you're in L.A., New York City, or anywhere across the globe. Community, or your tribe, as we've called it here on the podcast, are your group of friends who share a similar passion as you, who inspire you and push you to be better. They will also be there for you no matter whether you're experiencing the highs or lows of your career. Connection to yourself, your art, your community, and your industry. You need to be present with who you are now and make sure you're connected with the reason that got you on this path. It's so easy to for this path to feel like it's a solo expedition, which is why you need to remember to stay connected to your community, your personal relationships, and your business relationships. You also need to engage with your industry so that you're aware with what's happening, whether that's seeing a film like... A Star is Born, or uh, a theater show, or reading the current authors that are around now and not 20 years ago. But be connected to what's happening now. And finally, collaboration. Whether 
you're with us for the first time or have been with us since the beginning, this is one of the biggest concepts that keeps appearing in all of our interviews. Collaboration is key. Whether you're working at the top of your game, starting out, or trying to find your way back to your path, collaboration will make you better and stronger. And by inviting your community and connection into your art, you should never feel that sense of struggle or grinding away at your artistic spirit. But hopefully, you'll feel whole. And because you'll be doing what you love with people that you love. Oh, man, that's that's fantastic, man. Those are three, I mean, super important concepts. Um, I mean, obviously, all three are something that we uh, that comes up a lot, like you said, on the show, collaboration, connection, uh, and especially community. Um, well said. I mean, and, and it's 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 amazing when you have those things in your life and you really have those focuses, what that can do for your uh, your own hustle and your own art. Exactly. And I, I will say, like, if you're missing any of those three that's when your journey feels like a struggle. If you have connections and you're trying to collaborate, but you don't have a community, it's going to feel like a struggle to get people to do the thing that you're wanting to do. It's all interconnected. So I feel like focus on those big three and you won't feel like a, it won't be a struggle. You, sure, there'll be a hustle to what's going on and everything, but you're not going to feel down because you're going to be doing it you're going to be doing what you love right absolutely how about you man uh funny enough mine there's there's some things that you you touched on in yours that kind of fits very well with mine and it's funny because again we i we didn't talk about this i didn't read yours you didn't read mine so i like that our minds still kind of work a lot in the same ways um Mm -hmm. uh, we talk a lot about pushing yourself expanding your horizons and opening yourself up to new opportunities but something I'm worried that may be lost in that ideal is having a focused goal. It's great to explore new ventures and other avenues of art and expression and hustle, but I believe it's important at some point to decide ultimately what you want to do for your career. Now, it doesn't have to be just one thing, of course, but it needs to be your main goal. During the office hours, where do you want to be? In an office listening to pitches and developing scripts? In a room writing your own scripts, on set creating a character or directing a character, having too many things can cause your focus to be split. Therefore, not giving one thing the amount of attention that would be it needs to succeed. So categorizing your goals in main and sub goals or side goals could be very beneficial for you. Do you act And then you also write and produce on the side. Do you produce and then maybe make music and juggle on the side? Having a clear focus of your main goal or desire will help form a career path for you on the road to get there and a clearer path for you to get there. Too many focuses will cause the roads to become confusing, like multiple highway entrances in one place all across the road. With a clear focus, you'll know what classes to take, what books to read, podcasts to listen to, YouTube channels to watch. Like I mentioned before, you don't have to do just one thing, but allowing your side hustles to be the rejuvenating fuel and support for your main focus and your main hustle will keep you healthy, keep you excited, determined, and ready for that one true career that you want to tackle most of all. Wow, I love that, man. And not going to lie, I relate so much to that, um, particularly about like 
Would you rather be in a office of creativity, doing your own thing and stuff? And you know, you know me, you know my job situation and stuff. I, I work in a medical office, which is a lot of things, but it's not creativity. And mm. so, you know, and our, our listeners are aware of like my journey with this job and stuff. And I, I love that. And I love have, having that sense of focus. I just speaking for myself, I know I sometimes can feel like I'm spread so thin because I'm trying to dabble in so many things, but it's so necessary to have that focus of mm. what is the one thing you're trying to accomplish. You can do other things, but what's the thing that you're heading towards that you should actually put all your energy towards as well? Right. So, well, I, right know, on. I, I look, I look at it kind of with this podcast. Like, you know, your main goal overall is to act and and mm-hmm. to create characters and, and make and and tell stories. Uh, you know, my main goal is to to write those stories and, and and create those stories for people like you. And then me and you both have this podcast, which to me is here too energize us to mm-hmm. uh, 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 inspire us and motivate us towards those main goals with these conversations that we have with other people working towards those same things. And when you know that it's, it's, it's easy to, again, like you know, me and you have talked about several times in the past about like making the podcast too much of our main focus or uh, letting, mm-hmm. you know, work kind of, jarble or take way too much of our focus where we don't even have the energy to focus on anything else. And, you know, so it's important to, to, to put it down and say it out loud. Like I want to be an actor first and foremost, or I want to be a producer first and foremost, I would love to write and I would love to do this on the side and this on the side, but this is what I want to do. Most of all, this is what I want my main career to be. I think once you say that out loud, once you put that down on paper and have that known and declare that to yourself, the path to get there is just more wide open and a lot clearer that, you know, I love doing this and I can do this podcast and edit on the side, which will teach me some other stuff. But I know my main goal is this. Absolutely. And I mean, I think that's why, you know, speaking of this podcast, that's why the changes that are to come are that's part of the reason why we're going to be switching things up a little bit is to give us time to also focus on our specific creative uh, paths as well. Mm-hmm. You need time to focus on the writing and building of worlds and stuff just as much as I need to be able to focus on playing in these characters and finding opportunities to whether that be theater or film or anything in between. So, But that's not to say that the podcast will be, we're not going to be limiting the amount of episodes that we're, we've got going on. I don't think that's the case at all, but I think it's really important to know where your focus is and what your ultimate passion and, and goals are. Well done. Well, it's good, been good hustle support it, statements this week. <laughs> absolutely. I, I feel refreshed. I feel rejuvenated. Uh, we had a great guest this, the last two weeks. Uh, it was, it was awesome to talk to Helena. Thank you, Helena. If you're listening, thank you so much. Uh, Michael, where can people find Helena? Where can people find you and me and all the stuff that we do? Of course, we are all on social media on Twitter and Instagram. Our guest Helena is at Helena M Santos. That's H E M L as in Mikey. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. H E L E double N A M as in Mikey 
Santos. Um, you can also find her work at MizInTheBiz.com or MightyPharaohFilms.com. You can also buy Helena's latest film at your own risk that she made with former guest of the show, Alexandra Boylan, now because it's on iTunes. So support female filmmakers and independent artists by pre-ordering and and watching and sharing this incredible thriller. Daniel, as he's mentioned in the interview, he saw it, he loved it, and it's so cool that you guys have been able to follow both Alexandra's and now Helena's journey. So now go watch their film and see just as much as like me remembering like, wow, that was the day of the election when I filmed that episode. Now that you know their journeys, watch this film because you know all of the passion and hard work it took to make it. And also, uh, just a heads up. Yeah, uh, there's a typo. You won't be pre-ordering. You'll actually be ordering it and getting the film that today. Today is the day That's it comes right. out. That's right. It's released on so. Tuesday. Of course. So make sure you guys do that. You can also follow us on Twitter. We're at LA Hustlecast. And on Instagram and Facebook, we are at Hollywood Hustle Podcast. And for personal social medias, I am at Michael Lutheran on all social media platforms. And Daniel is at Daniel Tuttle, T-U-T-T-E-L. That's it. And also, I found the name of my episode. It's on Lifetime Movie Networks. And it, the episode of My Crazy X is called Incriminating, Escalating, and Percolating. Bum, bum, bum. And uh, I, my storyline is the second storyline of the episode, and it's called Jury Booty. What, what? <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh, my yeah. God. So that That's, gives oh you a, a sense of the tone of the to, show. I just, I just can't wait to see that on your resume. <laughs> I know. I... I know. And I can't jury, wait. I need to jury booty. They, uh, yeah, exactly. Right. And they didn't, um, you know, it's one of those non-union gigs. So I didn't get a copy of the footage. So I need to somehow reach out to w- one of our people in the community and see who can help me grab a copy of this footage yeah, because absolutely. there's some great zingers in this. <laughs> episode. <laughs> nice. Nice. Yeah. Well, you know, Michael, like we said, Michael works uh, towards acting. I work towards screenwriting. We also do this podcast. Uh, I have a three-year-old and a wife. Michael has a fiance. He's planning a wedding. We get busy. And I know several other people out there get busy as well. And I have so many podcasts that I am so behind on. I don't have time to listen to all of them. And I'm sure it's the same for Michael and it's the same for other people listening right now. We decided because of that, that people would probably have these same issues, that some people probably couldn't listen to our full hour and a half, hour and 40 minute, two hour, hour and 20 minute podcast. So we came up with our side hustle podcast. Michael puts these together every week. He hosts them. They're clips of our upcoming show that Tuesday, giving you a little bit of a inspiration for the week giving you some of the meat of that episode. If you don't have time to listen to our full hour long podcast, these usually run about 15 to 20 minutes. They release every Monday, the day before the full episode comes out. Michael does a great job with them. So check these out. If you haven't had time to listen to our bigger episodes, you can munch on these, still get some great uh, inspiration and knowledge and feel full and fed for the week. So definitely take your time. Listen to these wonderful side hustles. They release every Monday before the episode. Also, make sure to subscribe to the channel. We are always 
always, always looking for people to subscribe. It helps us. And also download the episodes. That helps us a lot as well. You can stream the yes, episodes please. for sure on iTunes, but it really helps if you're subscribed and downloading the episodes. That's where the numbers go to iTunes and let them know who needs to be bumped up higher in the rankings. And then also leave us a review. Uh, uh, it doesn't have to be a five-star. We hope it's a five-star review, but it's always nice to hear what you're thinking, your thoughts on the show. Uh, it would be mucho, mucho appreciantes. Um, I, I screwed <laughs> I that up. I what you did there. Uh, and also, uh, if you love this show and you love what we're doing, working on something uh, else to kind of help with this, but for right now, we have a PayPal button at the bottom of our website, www.hollywoodhustlepodcast.com. It's a donate button. You can give a one-time donation or a repeated donation monthly uh, to give to The Hustle to support this show, uh, to keep it growing and building and, and expanding. Uh, so if you have uh, enough, if you maybe can skip a coffee for a day and give that five bucks to, towards the show, we would be forever grateful to you. So we love you guys. We, we don't expect you to, but uh, if you feel <laughs> like supporting the show and giving back, we are mucho appreciantes. But also, if you guys want to help support us, but also support you on your path, then consider, you know, if you're an artist and you want to need a place to showcase your work, if you're an actor who needs a place for casting directors to look at your reel and your resume, place that you should consider checking out if you need a website is radportfolios.com. These are artists as well as entrepreneurs, and they are amazing at building websites. Uh, their website, again, is radportfolios.com. And how you can support yourself and support us of the show is if you use the special discount code HUSTLE, H-U-S-T-L-E, HUSTLE, and it will give you half off of the initial cost to build your website. And then for just a monthly affordable payment, you can have them update your website every month. If you book a commercial or if you book a lifetime movie network TV show and you comes want out two years news later. about it. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. But and you want uh, them to make an announcement for you on your website, you just shoot them an email and they'll mm -hmm. do it all for you. They take care of registering the domain and all of the nitty gritty that goes into building a website. They take care of all of it for you. And again, you're supporting yourself by getting half off of the buildup costs and you're also sending some money our way to help support the show as well. So again, radportfolios.com. Check it out, guys. Next week, guys, uh, we are going to go on a two-week vacation uh, as both of us will be taking some time off uh, and then also taking some time to continue to prep for season three and some other things we have coming up in the near future. We are on the downslope of season two, but all the interviews are going to be up. I mean... Uh, we have one more interview series to bring you uh, that we're super excited about. It's been a long time coming uh, to have these two wonderful people on the podcast. We're going to close up the season with them. And then we're also going to have our final end of the year two-part finale uh, this yes. year with some special guests from our past. So uh, we're super excited on that end of the year episode. We'll, we'll reveal a lot of our plans for season three. Uh, we'll even reveal what the first episode of season three will be. Um, yeah. And so we, we, we can't thank you enough for sticking with us. We're going to get refreshed. I'm going to San Francisco next weekend to uh, for my baby shower. Uh, Michael uh, may be going there as well. I know he was checking in on it, but uh, Michael's going to be working <laughs> on wedding stuff and acting stuff and hopefully getting some rest yes. as well. Um, yes. And yes. Maybe yes. Got to get them, them save the dates printed. 
<laughs> but thank you so much, guys. We Again, we will be back in two weeks with a new uh, interview series. We love you guys. And uh, remember, connection, collaboration, and focus. Community. And, and community. <laughs> right. <laughs> Collaboration, <laughs> connection, community. And I'm going to throw an F word, focus. So stay focused, stay together, stay in love with each other. We love you guys. And always remember to keep up the hustle. <laughs>